Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of That's So Neat. I'm your host Neetu and today our neat topic of discussion is imposter syndrome. So before I dive into it, I want to give my quick disclaimer that this is an opinion-based podcast. All thoughts, opinions are those of my own and do not represent anybody that I am affiliated with now, have been in the past, or will be in the future. I also want to give another disclaimer that this is by no means like a diagnostic podcast. I'm just sharing some information about this topic because I find it really interesting. Um, If it is something that you want to look into further, I highly recommend seeing um, a healthcare professional that can help you navigate through this. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. I am really excited about this topic because I think it came more so from a personal realization of mine. Um, So as far as I can remember, even in like high school, even elementary, anytime there's report cards, parent-teacher interviews, and now more recently in work, when I'm being praised for something that I did, whether that's um, a project I worked on or if I did something good in school or if the teacher was giving my parents like positive feedback, I constantly like just like had this sinking feeling in my stomach and it was almost like now that I'm thinking about it feel I feel in that moment as if like I don't deserve that praise even though I worked hard to obtain that praise and I could never figure out what it was because I just like would take that and not like get happy about the recognition I would like want to work even harder because I felt like I had something to prove always and it was just such a weird thought. And so I came across this article once that was talking about imposter syndrome. So what imposter syndrome is defined as is it's feelings that represent a conflict between your own self-perception and the way that others perceive you. So when others are praising your talent, you write off your successes to timing or good luck. Like you don't recognize that, okay, you know what? I did this and I got credit for it because I worked hard for it, it's almost like, oh, maybe I was just having a good day, so that's why I got this compliment, or that's why I'm getting this positive feedback. It's almost like you do not believe that you deserve that feedback. So anytime someone, like, says something positive about you, um, imposter syndrome basically is that feeling that you, like, hide your stuff. So you may keep, like, um, something that you did really good and, like, recognize your shortcomings or failures instead and it's not like the work that you do makes you feel good it's like it's a vicious cycle you want to do more you want to keep going you want to keep going because you feel like you don't deserve it so the further you get accomplished the further you accomplish the more you want to do because you still don't feel like you earned that recognition um so it's like an illusion of success so it if you do get recognition you almost think it's like sympathy or you think that like you feel guilty for getting that recognition The problem with this is that over a lengthy period of time, it can actually fuel a cycle of anxiety, depression, guilt, um, and you're constantly not feeling good about yourself. It's almost like you're self-sabotaging because you're working so hard and you're working so hard, but and people are recognizing that you are doing some great things, but you yourself are not able to recognize it. And so this is what we call imposter syndrome. And there's five types of imposter syndrome. So um, the first is like the perfectionist. So someone who wants to do things absolutely perfect. You focus primarily on how you do things and often to the point where you demand perfection in yourself in every aspect of your life. 
But because a perfection isn't always realistic goal, you can't meet those standards on purpose because perfection doesn't exist, right? So instead of acknowledging the hard work you've put in after completing a task, you might criticize yourself for even the smallest mistakes. So you take those to heart. Um, one thing that I remember about myself is uh, in art projects or like anything at school, if I didn't get 10 out of 10, I would be so upset with myself. The smallest mistake and I would just be set off. Um, it's that perfectionist of like nothing can go wrong. I need to do everything so perfect. Even now I read my emails like 65 times before sending them because I need every comma, all the grammar, punctuation, everything to be perfect. Because if I hit send and there's a mistake and I see it, I beat myself up over it. And it could be the smallest thing that nobody could probably recognize. But to me, because I had such a high standard for myself, I'm constantly beating myself up for that. The second type is like the natural genius so you've spent your life picking up new skills with little effort and believe you should understand new material and processes right away your belief that competent people can handle anything with little difficulty leads you to feel like a fraud when you have a hard time if something doesn't come to you easy you fail to succeed on your first try you might feel shamed ashamed or embarrassed so again you constantly feel like you need to be doing everything perfectly if you aren't doing everything perfect or if somebody else isn't doing something perfect you're so quick to judge them because you think that everything should come eat with ease um so it's one of those things of like you constantly think that Everything should be easy. And if it's not easy, then you're going to avoid it because you think that you're dumb, but you're not. Just so you guys know, I'm not calling you dumb. Um, the third type is someone who likes to do everything by themselves. So they're the solo one man or one woman show. Um, you believe that you should be able to handle everything by yourself and you can't, you can't achieve it. If you can't achieve your success, independently then you're kind of a failure because you shouldn't be relying on anybody else for help you should be doing everything by yourself so accepting support from others is often seen as a failure because you have your standards set so high for yourself um the other one uh or the fourth one is um before you can consider your work a success you want to learn everything so you are like the expert in that you need to know everything about everything and if you don't know something, you will not ask for help. You will take that in and make it feel like you're an idiot because you should know that. You should be an expert at everything that you do. And the last one, I think we all, especially South Asians, struggle with this, is that we feel we need to be perfect at everything. Perfect student, perfect at work, perfect sibling, perfect daughter or son, um, perfect at every single thing um, because that's how you should be. You have to be the hero of everyone, right? Um, so you basically push yourself to a limit and expend so much energy in every role that you forget to give yourself time. And um, you just think that you should be the best. And when you aren't being the best, you feel extremely guilty or anxious because of this. I feel, and I'm going to go on a whim and say this, <laughs> I feel as South Asians or children of immigrants all of us struggle with some form or aspect of imposter syndrome to an extent I feel like we are because our parents are this way right so we have also now become this way where it's just like if you don't get so-and-so grade like don't come home 
kind of thing. Like we have like these very high standards that we're always um, held to and now we hold ourselves to and then it's just gonna keep going. It's like a vicious cycle. So imposter syndrome actually comes from various factors. One of the biggest as I was talking is parenting and childhood environment right so um, if you're always pressured to do well in school if you're compared to your siblings or your cousins and I'm laughing because we've all been there <laughs> if your uh, parents were controlling or overprotective of you um, if they emphasized on your intelligence or they criticized your mistakes just there I'm gonna stop I think all of you guys listening have experienced this to some extent. How many times are we told, oh, like you are always compared to a relative. You're always compared to a cousin of like, so-and-so gets good grades, so why aren't you getting good grades? So-and-so is going to become a doctor, so why aren't you becoming a doctor? That constant comparison is like embedded into the self culture um in terms of grades if you didn't get if you got 98% it's like where's the other 2% how many times have our parents asked us this it's like you can, even if you got 100 I'm pretty sure they'd be like where's your extra credit like it's never enough it's constantly um embedded into us that we need to do better to be do better and also even with like our siblings I know for me I'm a very um I was always inclined into the arts I loved singing I loved dancing I still love singing I still love music and my sister is a book smart she's so so smart and she is just very logical and how many times me and my sister were put against each other of like she's good in school and she's good at math and why aren't you good at school and math and I still suck at math and I'm not ever going to be good at math I've come to realization of this but that constant comparison between siblings happens so much um parents being controlling or overprotective Every South Asian, I'm like, every South Asian comes from a very controlling, um, family where it's like we're told to a certain extent. I remember myself, I couldn't cut my hair until I was in, in junior high or high school. Um, I couldn't get my eyebrows done. I could, like, there's so many factors in our lives that we're constantly controlled. So obviously this is going to lead to some sort of imposter syndrome or feeling of like, we're not enough. Um, even when we are getting positive praise, because we're not used to positive praise, right? Um, and another big one that I want to highlight that we probably have within the South Asian um, community is mental health imposter syndrome. So what that is, is like feeling your mental health struggles aren't valid. Um, I saw this on Brown Girl Therapy and I thought that was great representation, great representation as well. And um, the post that they shared says, believing your mental health struggles are not valid or worthy or deserving of attention because your parents, extended family or others have it worse than you do. Doubting and ignoring your own need for support or help because you fear it will make you appear less strong and capable. Believing that your mental health struggles have to look a certain way in order to be real and constantly feeling like your mental health struggles struggles are in your head. So constantly feeling like mental health doesn't exist. I think that's one of the biggest things of like the stigma is there a 100%, but I also feel like the stigma is there because we are made to believe that mental health does not exist. Um, everybody should just buck up and deal with it and move on with life. And 
that's the worst way to look at mental health because so many people feel guilty for reaching out um, because they feel like they should be capable of handling with with whatever they're going through and not seek out support and that's when we run into a lot of barriers because you talk to a lot of people who are going through mental health and they're constantly saying oh nothing's wrong with me I'm fine no nothing's going on no I have no addictions no I don't have any problems but not understanding that we've already embedded into these people that if they ask for help it's a sign that they're incapable of dealing with some certain things by themselves so I think we do kind of go towards like oh give them tough love but there's certain aspects of our lives where we actually don't need tough love we need someone to sit there and listen to us and mental health is one of those so with this again like not to diagnose anybody and say that you guys have this syndrome or whatever it is but if you're finding that you're constantly comparing yourself to others there are ways that we can kind of get out of that um again i'm not saying everybody that's listening to this if you feel like you can relate you are you do have imposter syndrome but obviously you guys do have stuff going on and that's a good opportunity to talk to a healthcare professional but certain things that you can do to kind of um help with this and help with your feelings of imposter signal uh syndrome is acknowledging your feelings so again feelings emotions i'm like the number one advocate feel what you feel don't hide it it's so important to face your feelings and really um look them in the eye and like acknowledge and recognize that you're feeling a certain way right so um talking to a trusted friend or mentor i always say this my best friend tiffany she is my therapist she is my everything i love her to pieces if it wasn't for her i don't know where i'd be half of the time but talk to someone you care about sharing um feelings can help them feel less overwhelming um and opening up to others about how you feel um how you feel you need encouragement and how you can encourage others as well building connections so avoid giving into the urge to do everything yourself instead ask to friends peers co-workers um, for help and try getting help little by little throughout the day so in small tasks asking for help and um, recognizing when you do ask for help and commending yourself not making yourself feel um, like crap for asking for help but really celebrating that you did do that and stepped out of your comfort zone um and ask for that help. Um, again, challenging your doubts. So when you are feeling like super anxious or bad or like, oh man, I should have known how to do that or shoot, I missed a period in that sentence and I shouldn't have sent that email. Just take a moment to talk yourself down and be like, is anybody really going to, like, am I truly going to lose my job because I didn't put a period in that email? Probably not. I mean, I don't know how many times I've talked myself off of a hill now because I've always like super, um, super like diligent. I even have Grammarly because I need to make sure. But again, sometimes shit happens and you miss it. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. Just talk yourself and remind yourself it's okay. It's okay if you make a mistake. It's okay. It's part of human process to make mistakes. And if someone's complimenting you, let them compliment you. Take it. Celebrate it. Um, feel good about something that you did because you clearly are getting the recognition because you did the work. So um, making yourself understand that that recognition is being given to you because you truly did something to deserve that recognition. And I think I preach this in every single episode but 
go see a therapist. <laughs> um, go see someone who can talk to you about your feelings. There's so many wonderful South Asian therapists out there now that can help you work through some of these feelings, help you challenge these thoughts, because the only way we're going to be able to create a better future for um, the next generation is we address some of these issues. And again, if you have children, try catching yourselves. Try um, when you are giving them praise to make it more about them and like often praising them rather than um, giving them negative praise all the time or telling them things that they need to correct. When they do something good, celebrate it, make it big and also let them feel their feelings. I think that's one of the biggest things that I hope we can do um, as first, second, third generation here in Canada is undoing some of that work of that emotions show weakness. Um, the topic I'm going to be talking about next week is going to be grief. And that's a big topic in our South Asian community that I feel we need to do a bit more work on. Um, but again, if we can embody in our children that it's okay to feel certain ways, that they don't have to live to a certain expectation to be accepted and wanted. They don't need to be compared to their siblings. I think it's big because every child is different. Every human is different. And comparing two siblings, it's so bad because not only creates a rivalry between them, but it also... Uh, promotes that you need to always do better um, and you also always need to compare yourself to others um, again being accepting is the biggest thing so um, I hope that this podcast was a little bit of an intro to imposter syndrome and gave you a little bit information about what it was um, if you felt that this information was relatable if you feel like you want to dive a little bit more into these feelings I highly encourage go see a therapist, go talk to a friend, build a circle of friends where you can have this communication, maybe share this podcast so they, they can understand what the my imposter syndrome is and then get that conversation going. Next week, like I said, I will be coming back to talk a little bit about something a bit heavier about grief and I'm going to have a co-host with me for that. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Please like, share, send it around, send the Instagram page. The more you guys get the word out, um, the better it is because the more people I can reach and share some insight and information to. Um, but with that said, I will see you all next week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything, please feel free, feel free to DM me um, on Instagram at That's So Neat. Um, and then you can also follow me on TikTok at That's So Neat as well. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.